We're live, and we're here on episode 169 of the Tile Like Talk podcast slash live show. I don't know what to call it. Uh, this is Casey. It's Tile Like Talk Live, and this is Chris. Yeah, so um, for you people who normally listen to the podcast, uh, we decided to take this to Facebook um, and see what it's like, get some more interaction with people um, during this lovely Wednesday evening. But for anyone else who just happens to be online, welcome. Uh, we'll take your comments live as we go through the news. Um, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, we go over the last week, two weeks full of geeky pop culture news and um there's a lot of it so <laughs> if you have anything you want to react to as we're talking though uh we'll take your comments and questions um in the comment section uh but first what we'd like to do is a little bit of uh an update on um what we're geeking out about and uh i'm gonna i'll, I'll chris you start <laughs> all right i will uh so you know as we've expressed over and over again during this time, video games have been our saving grace. So this I continue to, yes, I continue to add more titles to my list as, you know, more and more things go on sale. Just checking out a lot of indie titles on the Switch, playing some Final Fantasy VII Remake, watching, well, I just finished up the Clone Wars, you know, and then also just catching up on other shows and movies I, you know, haven't had the chance to watch until I'm stuck inside. Um, but also, playing a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> so that's my new <laughs> deep dive is Pokemon Go. And uh, so the fun part about that is I still go on for walks. And it's kind of like I've learned everything I need to know about life now from The Walking Dead. So it's like, oh, you can just evade people and learn how to do that on a, on a regular basis and, you know, get your, get, your, get your exercise in and catch them Pokemon. So it's, a, it's fun. Um, you know, just trying to, try to stay entertained all we can. That's it, man. I wonder if Pokemon Go is more popular now than it was when it first debuted because of this. They've altered the game a lot to um, kind of just more Pokemon at home. Uh, Pokemon yeah. Stay, as I like to call it. So <laughs> there's a lot more uh, little changes in the game that make it more accessible and uh, a little more friendly to social distancing. That's good. Smart. Uh, you know, it's good that they're that company, what is it, Niantic or whatever, is adapting to that. So. Um, yeah, we, you know, speaking of Clone Wars, uh, we do have another podcast and maybe sometime we'll go live with that, uh, Star Warriors, um, where we just talk Star Wars and we will be doing our recap of the latest season of Clone Wars because it was crazy. And, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that in a week or so. And then, yeah, same thing. Animal Crossing has consumed my life. Uh, playing the guitar, learning the guitar. I won't know if I can actually say I'm playing it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you sounded great on May the 4th. I'll tell you that, <laughs> I tried. I tried. Did a little Star Wars tribute. And um, yeah, you know, just uh, writing, actually, which brings us to our other update before we get into the news. Uh, writing both... Um, Working on the Hollow 2 uh, Kickstarter relaunch, which is going to be coming out soon. I'm hoping the next couple weeks, uh, at least by the end of this month, Hollow 2 will be going to Kickstarter um, as well as Indiegogo. I'm going to do simultaneous uh, because why not? 
<laughs> and Darius actually, uh, Darius Johnson, who's the artist for Hollowed, has started working on issue three. Uh, he showed me the first page yesterday, and I dropped a few of um, those nuggets on DFAT Comics and DFAT, well, here, don't forget Tall on Facebook. And then uh, in Fairy issue number two, uh, we just actually finished our second draft. So uh, Chris will get to read the script for that. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully get that Kickstarter out uh, this summer. I know my co-writer, Ruben Romero, um, he's got a Kickstarter coming out for his comic uh, agency, the agency issue number six next month. So probably look for in fairy number two later on in the summertime. Um, and then also defect comics, Chris and I wrote the pursuit of plastic. Um, and we would like to get the Kickstarter out for that kind of around the time of our eighth anniversary, which is the end of July, early August. That's the plan. Uh, we've got some music coming with that. We got some cool rewards in, in mind. So yeah. Um, what better time to, give some entertainment to the masses, <laughs> especially since a lot of people can't even get comics, uh, though we will be talking about that um, in a, in a few, but yeah, we figured let's do that. Let's do it up. Let's geek out with everybody. <laughs> so absolutely, let's go to the top of our list here. We got Marvel and TV news. Um, first things first, New Mutants popped up um, as a digital pre-order, um, not in the United States, but in the UK. Uh, this movie was rumored to come out two years ago, and then it got pushed back until this year. Then, you know, the whole Disney buying Fox thing kind of screwed that all up. And, you know, Disney has already, um, you know, they said that they're going to put out Artemis Fowl direct to Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go and do like they did with the rise of Skywalker, maybe put this movie out digitally first for people to rent it and then put it on the streaming service. Actually, I don't even know if those X-Men movies are they on the streaming service. I, I don't think so. I don't. Right. I didn't even think about that until right now. So what huh. about the older Marvel movies too. I don't think, I think a lot of those are not on there. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Hmm. Yeah, like Blade. I guess maybe that would be on Hulu, but I guess we'll have to do some more research into that. But for now, New Mutants, if you're in the UK uh, and you want to see how that whole universe comes crashing down one way or another, uh, you can pre-order it for $24.99 or $29.99. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's like, it's around that. It's, kind of, it's confusing because it was up, it was up for pre-order in America. And then it was taken down, so it's kind of a strange thing. Hopefully, it's decent. I'd, I would support it, you know, at this point to watch it. Yeah, um, we share a Voodoo account. Split it. <laughs> Check it out. Thinking, um, thinking, like it happened. So we'll see what happens if it comes to America. And then uh, over on Disney Plus, just randomly dropped. I think the news today. The Fury Files, um, which is going to be an animated series um, from, you know, Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury's perspective on the MCU. Uh, That was just I didn't even know that was coming. I don't even think they announced that show. Uh, So I don't know how that's going to look or what's going on with it. But 
I've got Disney Plus for the next three years, so I'll be watching it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it's just the content will. You know, it's I can't. I'm very excited for everything. It was surprising to see that just kind of pop up, especially when they've had plans for other things. But then those, you know, there's been kind of some openings in their production budget, especially with the Hulu shows failing. Um, so, yeah, that would be great. Uh, we'll see what happens. Can't wait for that What If series. Really. Yeah, that's the one. And I mean, they should do more animated stuff going to Disney Plus. I, honestly, Disney Plus just needs more content anyway. So, uh, might as well keep it going animation doesn't cost nearly as much as a movie or a TV show. So why not? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's swing it over to the other side of the pond, as we like to say. And, um, and so let's talk a little bit about DC movie and TV news. Uh, first up, let's get into it. Um, Thanks. Oh, uh, we, have our we, get, first... we got, yeah, we got a comment here. We got some love your quarantine hair growth guys looking good. Uh, thank you. Uh, my wife <laughs> but uh appreciate someone tuning in all right go on yeah <laughs> yeah i was just thinking the other day i was like maybe i'll come out of this looking like tom hanks and castaway you know at least in the beard <laughs> at least in the beard so i'll paint tip of basketball that'll be my uh my wilson um so just like dark pops war the latest animated feature from uh the dc universe has just uh has just come out this week uh, it's getting some good reviews but this is the this is the end of their new 52 era if you want to call it this you know they kind of launched it with justly war which was in tune with what, how they launched the D, uh new 52 and so this is the end of that and so the next uh thing that we're going to talk about a little bit is the uh the follow-up to this uh which is going to be called man of tomorrow which will be a animated superman film and so we have a little, uh, some tidbits about that, uh, that just were posted the other day, including some, uh, some pictures from it. So we do, uh, we do have some names uh, attached to it. And so it looks like Darren Chris will be, uh, who played the music meister actually on Supergirl, uh, will be playing, uh, Superman. And then we have Zachary, uh, Quinto from, you know, uh, Star Trek and Heroes, who'll be playing Lex Luthor. Nice. And then surprisingly, uh, both Lobo and Parasite will be showing up in the film. So they're, this looks pretty cool. Um, the animation looks different as well. Uh, so they are kind of changing that style. And, you know, I was a decent fan of most of the stuff they did, but I was also in the boat of where is this Rebirth era and when will they kind of get away from what they've been doing for the past, I don't know now, what, six, six seven years maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty exciting. I don't know exactly when that will be hitting um but we will have updates on that soon yeah it doesn't it doesn't say other than alexandro daddario will be lois lane um who oh, at least in yeah real life exactly. is wildly attractive um, <laughs> <but> yeah. anyway <laughs> i'm sure her voice is great too <laughs> the whole package um, and, and then also with COVID-19 and everything that's happening, uh, there was kind of a, there was a little bit of a hang up on the CW finishing its shows, um, filming happening and stuff, but it looks like the hope right now and hope is in, of course, uh, very strong asterisks, but they hope to reopen in June and July, 
allowing TV and film, um, you know, production to move forward. So that, my friends, you know, we're very avid people who believe in, you know, social distancing and taking this seriously. Who knows? I mean, we can set these dates, but the reality of it is what happens then, you know. So fingers crossed that maybe there's a cure by then. So. Yeah, um, that one was a little different because they said in in the article was talking about how like some of the shows can like work in like wearing mask and, and have it set as like a real like actually part of the script. Whereas the CW show or sorry, the Arrowverse shows can't necessarily do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know how that's all going to work, but, um, you know, you just stay positive. I guess that's all I can really say about that. That's all we can do at this point. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to Star Wars news where we got on May the 4th, uh, which is pretty cool. We got some stuff here where Taika Waititi uh, will be directing and co-writing a new Star Wars feature film. Um, It's also going to have uh, Oscar nominee Christy Wilson Cairns, who's going to uh, co-write that screenplay with Waititi. So she did... um, She's got Oscar uh, nominated for 1917, and uh, she also worked on The Last Night in Soho. So pretty, pretty crazy. Um, what TT, you know, featured most recently uh, in Mandalorian, not only as a voice um, of IG-11, but also as the director of the episodes, the finale, actually, and um nominated for jojo rabbit as well i mean the guys uh, he's got what we do in the shadows on tv thor is you know in the works thor love and thunder i mean he's in the disney family he's all over the place and um him going and, and taking his little funky flair to the star wars world i i don't know what kind of movie do you think taika watiti would do for star wars you know, I've been thinking about it. Uh, I really, <laughs> I really, I really, really think that uh, his initial thoughts about doing a Star Wars movie was a little hesitant, as most directors are at this point with the fan reaction, poor yeah, fan reaction, yeah. and people's parts. Uh, but with the announcement of the High Republic, you're opening up a whole new timeline for Star Wars for people to play in that sandbox with, without any kind of not much. Uh, arguments and you know past canon and, and whatnot so i would i would i would say that they're probably amping up to do a lot with that including i would say maybe the the tv show that was announced recently as well so i would not be surprised if we get some high republic announcements um because we're kind of like all right you announce books and comics uh but let's get a whole multimedia thing going for yeah. for the high republic and this is probably in the, the direction they're moving in uh in my opinion I think that the fan reaction to the High Republic has been positive so far. And at least from the publishing end, you got some heavy hitters who've been working in Star Wars for, well, since the, um, since they took over, Disney took over. So yeah, um, getting a big name like Taika Waititi, uh, attached to the film. No real word, ugh, word on what's happening with Ryan Johnson or who knows what's going on with that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be um, whatever he does. I guess that's it. I'll stay positive. Whatever he does, I'm I'm all about. And if it's High Republic, if it's the the boss and ass movie, sure, I'll uh, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, 
deep cuts the here. Return of, the return of Yaddle, where she comes and finds her baby. Yep, Yaddle's coming right. back. Yaddle's right, coming right. back. And then finally, uh, Star Wars news. Uh, Robert Rodriguez has been confirmed as a director on Mandalorian Season 2. This kind of not even real news. I thought we all knew that. But then he officially announced it. I guess I just... I think I saw a picture with him even before the one on Instagram. So I just assumed the world knew it. <laughs> you know, I really feel like I really feel like you're right about that. But at the same time, we've always been, I think we were talking about in like speculative terms for yeah. the most part in the show. And then once he took that shot with baby Yoda, uh, the, the child um, yeah. that, you know, it was, it was definitely confirmed. So I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, one of my um... favorites. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he's on that chef show uh, with um, John Favreau, and probably anyone who's on that chef show probably got offered a chance to do it. Um, also, uh, in case you guys haven't watched it, and depending on when you listen or watch this uh, live cast, um, the uh, Mandalorian behind the scenes documentary first episode is out, um, which was great, all about basically Dave Filoni, which is all it needs to be about um, and how awesome he is. But yeah, Robert Rodriguez is one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, hopefully Antonio Banderas shows up in that episode. Hopefully some Hayek shows up in that episode. <laughs> hopefully someone with multiple guns carrying a, a mandolin <laughs> that also shoots <laughs> shows up in this episode. <laughs> As long as Los Lobos does like a Star Wars song, yeah. I'm all in. I'm exactly. all in. <laughs> I think I said it to uh, the Seavage. Um, hopefully we see some space vampires <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> That's the only thing that Star Wars is missing. Hey, man. That would make it better. You know, I've been needing it. Um, so anyway, what's going on over in the uh, the comic book world? Well... Still, uh, we're still on a mostly a halt uh, for new for releases. a little bit, for a little bit, for a little, for a little bit. Um, this week, DC did have some more books coming out. Actually, some newer titles uh, posted last week, which were a lot of like two new titles plus some hardcovers and tra- or trades, trades and whatnot. But uh, you know, a few more books this week, and it looks like things are starting to roll a little bit more. I did see where some companies are getting into, you know, they're, they're handling things on their own. So whether or not previews makes um, uh, previews um, diamond makes a comeback uh, and decides that, you know, moving forward that they're going to, they're going to take this chance. Uh, we'll see, but we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, but there was a little, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, so I interviewed um, Caitlin Yarsky who has done some work for image um, and she's got a comic also coming out from boom and those are available for pre-order now and one set for uh, June, end of June, and the other one set for the end of July. So I think by the end of June, that is the, the tentative plan where it might not be that the comic book shops are open, but it will be that you can order your comics, um, do the curbside pickup. And I know my local comic book shop, that's what they're doing. Pop rock here in Rochester is um, that's what they're doing. So you could, you can order your comic from them. And then once the day comes, they'll do local delivery or curbside pickup. So I think that's what these owners are doing. Cause I think the biggest problem is they just haven't had the books, but 
you know, they, yeah. some of them have been offering you some trades if they have them and, and back issues. But, you know, that's uh, if you're like me and you, you've got like 50 long boxes and then I got to go through them and, and figure out what I need. You know, it's just and it's it's not the same. I like the thrill of the hunt. I have to drive to New York for for sakes. <laughs> <laughs> even know what, know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, so, like you said, we'll see what's going on. Um, but I do believe Diamond is getting back on track by end of June. Awesome. Awesome. The, as the world start, tries to turn, start to turn again. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's great news. I'd I love to hear that. Um, so there's a, little, there's a little news tidbit this week um, that the, one of the alternate endings to DC's epic uh, uh, crossover, whatever you want to call it, metal from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo uh, had an alternate ending that dealt with Marvel in some way. And I thought that was kind of an interesting idea because so many people have been clamoring for this is the perfect time for the two publishers to get together and do something, you know, with a crossover again and, and whatnot. Amalgamation. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, you know, they've been people have been yearning for this for years. So uh, it would have been kind of a neat way to, to bring things in, but we've also seen lately in both DC and Marvel where they've kind of taken to doing their own little tribute to each other in the, in the comics or storylines. And it'll be like, Oh, this hat, like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw something like, I think it was like cosmic ghostwriter destroys a DC universe or something like that. It's, yeah. it's probably not that, but you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of these, Oh, the justice league, was was kind of pseudo mentioned in in a Marvel comic, but they were wiped out by by this bad guy or whatever. So, um, do we need a crossover? I don't know. I don't know. I'd read it. You know, I I don't remember what the interview. I think it was with Joe Casada, and um, recently, and he was asked about the rivalry between DC and and Marvel. It was either Joe Casada or Jim Lee, or maybe it was both of them. But they said. There actually isn't a rivalry. The fans think that there's this huge, big thing between the two of them, but they're like, we've got enough of our own stuff going on. We don't, we don't have time to have a rivalry. You know what I mean? And like at this point, you, you've got Disney and you've got Warner Brothers. They've got two mega conglomerates that own comics as the smallest branch compared to movies and television, where it's like, who gives a shit? You want to go and throw the the you know the Avengers in in the at end of your <laughs> metal run, okay? You know what I mean? Like, let me just call Joe Casada up. Joe, we used to work together in the '90s. What do you think of this? I don't care. <laughs> All right, stop calling me. You know, I think it's probably something feasible if it makes sense and it's organic and whatever, or it's not doesn't make sense and it's super weird like metal. <laughs> I think they'll do it. I think something will happen. I think it's just, um, you know, you got someone like Scott Snyder or somebody who's who's going to have to push it. You know, one of these bigger guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but let's move on to something very interesting. So the, the toys that made us uh, brought together uh, both Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird after years of you know, being a part, they yeah. created this, this phenomenon, this pop culture phenomenon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then yeah. they had a fallout. And so 
if you guys watched it, uh, that episode, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's, it's quite, uh, you know, it's heart touching. And um, so that brought them back together. Now they're working on a project that it was, um, it's coming out of a lost 1987 storyline uh, from them both. And so they're kind of, this is reemerging. And so it's going to be called The Last Ronin. Uh, it's coming this summer. We've talked about it a little bit on the show and on DFET. And so IDW will be putting out an epic oversized five-issue miniseries. Uh, so we got our first look at that this week uh, with some interiors and art and what. So um, I think this is, uh, there's, uh, let me just read this, this synopsis real quick. Uh, in the future New York City, far different from the one we know today, a lone surviving turtle goes on a seemingly hopeless mission to obtain justice for his fallen family and friends. Is it the last one? They don't say like it's Raphael or they don't do any of that, right? Uh, no, they not that I can see, and I'm not I don't think they do yeah. hard either because I don't want to spoil it either, and I want right, to I don't really want to read this when it comes out. Yeah, it sounds so, sweet. Yeah, very cool. Um, I think that you know IEW has done a solid, solid job with Ninja Turtle comics over the Absolutely. years, and um, I yeah, I can't wait to see this collaboration. Yep. It's been a long time coming, like you said, with the two of them, like two decades since they worked together or something like that. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, New turtle story, new old turtle story. (laughs) Exactly. From the creators. Uh, So, uh, and last up in comic news, we have a new Kickstarter launching this week uh, from writers Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, two of our ferrets. And with art by David Rubin. Uh, and so they're, they've been working in, in secret on a original graphic novel. And it's called Cosmic Detective. And so you can back that now on Kickstarter. Uh, and so what's the story, you may ask? Uh, last night a guy was murdered in a dirty city full of seediest crimes you could think of. Someone somehow has killed a cosmic deity. And who investigates the murder of a god? Not just anyone, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Enter our detective. <laughs> So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, 40 bucks gets you the graphic novel. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that, check it out. Yeah, it's already made um, $84,000 off a $35,000 goal in two days, three days. Um, and I like that it's like three tiers. <laughs> it's like, do you want it or not? Be, you know why? It's 40 bucks, but... It's a kick, um, hardcover, deluxe format hardcover. So, I mean, that's actually cheaper because probably when it hits Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, will probably be fifty bucks or so. So, and you're supporting the the creators directly, and you've got two of the best writers. Period. Like, period. So, um, absolutely on my list of things to give my money to. There's been a lot of Kickstarters lately, which is. Why uh, DFAT Comics is going to continue to <laughs> to use them <laughs> because the comic book Kickstarters have actually been uh, funding like gangbusters during this um, this virus time. So yeah, if I can't buy gas, I might as well throw that money at comics. You know, it's, uh, that's what I'm saying. You're not going on any trips. <laughs> you only got fifty bucks. <laughs> Reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're don't forget a towel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, 
Don't forget to travel safe. And don't forget, a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. TV news. We've got Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. Um, a brand new multi-platform Doctor Who crossover event. The 8th, 9th, and 10th Doctors travel across space and time as they defend the universe from a terrible race. Fine. Typical Doctor Who shit. That's great. But what makes it super cool is that it's going to be across audio, novels, comics, vinyl, digital, immersive theater, <laughs> escape room, and games. Like this level of interactivity has not been seen since shadows of the empire straight up <laughs> it's, we haven't seen this all of it <laughs> yeah this is like even if you're not a doctor who fan you got to appreciate the ambitiousness that goes behind and who is this titan probably you know what i mean like oh sorry bbc is doing it probably in conjunction with titan because the, they're the publishing branch of that but yeah um so all the Stephen Moffat doctors, at least the cool ones, um, are there. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do and, and how this event is handled. And, you know, it's just uh, it's so weird. I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but it's still cool, right? I watch Doctor Who. I'm just you not. Do? I've watched most of, like, let's see, through. I haven't watched. I've watched mostly through Tenet. So okay. I have I have a lot of work after that to do, but I do enjoy Doctor Who. I like watching. Um, actually, when I was when I was watching, um, what were the free Pluto TV has a Doctor Who channel as well. You can watch the classic, Ooh, oh, classic ones, yeah. So don't don't make those those uh, Tom Baker fans mad by saying the cool ones. Remember? I Tom know. Baker. I mean, it's all a matter. Of, I mean, the Eighth Doctor <laughs> actually. I'm sorry, Eighth Doctor is not Stephen Moffat. So, um, you know, whatever. He's he's one of the older ones. It's cool. It's a cool idea. All right. Anywho, so let's move on. Michael Leslie will be writing, creating, and executive producing a brand new Battlestar Galactica for the Peacock streaming service. Uh, so that is some cool news for you BSG fans. Um, yeah, I uh, kinda. Is what you say? Kinda. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? It's gonna be pretty hard to top that sci-fi series. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, and this guy, so here's the thing. I don't know this guy's backstory so much other than like he um he was one of Mr. Robot's creators and people like that. But he also yeah. worked on Assassin's Creed and people hated that. So, is that good news? Is it bad news? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to try it? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, okay. I'm going to try it. I thought <laughs> right. you were leaving that open as an open-ended question to the fans. Um, hey, but you no, guys, feel free. Tell me. <laughs> Bobby yeah, Heckman. I'll, I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it, definitely. Okay, sweet. I never watched the other one. Actually, I've never watched either of them. So I've tried to convince my wife and said, like, that needs to be our COVID binge show. But, um, well, we just wrapped up Modern Family after 11 years. 
tonight. So we'll see. We'll see if we can move on. Modern Family ended also in TV news. <laughs> 11 years later. Fantastic show. Uh, okay, so this is weird. Um, HBO or HBO Max, whatever you want to call it, is going to be doing a Hellraiser show, uh, which is going to be produced by David Gordon Green, who just recently helmed the newest um, Halloween movie. And he will also be doing the pilot and other episodes in the first season. So Hellraiser is one of those series that's attached to a f- actor, um, Bradley, Doug Bradley. And they have done uh, some other ones without Doug Bradley, and they suck. Even some of the later ones with Doug Bradley also suck. But that being said, I do think that world is good enough to be mined. And just because it's Hellraiser, it doesn't have to be Pinhead. That whole creepy-ass universe with Cenobites, you never have to see Pinhead, and it's creepy enough. So if they do it in a cool way, you don't necessarily have to see Pinhead, or maybe like Doug Bradley shows up like in a cameo and he, you know, with the heavy makeup on, it's fine. He's older, but it's fine. Um, just like Robert England will always be Freddy. I'm okay with this, and I'm curious how they're gonna do it. And David Gordon Green did a fantastic job with that new um uh what you call it, Halloween. And is it a reboot or is it a continuation? You know what I mean? Like they did with Halloween, which was the smartest idea ever. So we've been talking about a Hellraiser reboot on the show. How does this relate to that? Who knows, man, because like it could be something similar to the child's play thing where like maybe Clive Barker owns Pinhead's name, but he doesn't own Hellraiser or you know what I mean? Because like I would hope whatever it is that Clive Barker has something to do with it. If it's going to be good, because when he doesn't, it's bad. (laughs) Um, so I, I don't know. And maybe this is it. Maybe they squashed it. Maybe Warner brothers, maybe they were like, the movie's a stupid idea. Let's stop doing it. Maybe they listened to last week's show. I think you're right. (laughs) Never know. We'll never know. Um, also though, staying in the creepy HBO territory, uh, we've got a trailer for Lovecraft country. Uh, which is from J.J. D- Abrams and Jordan Peele. Um, it just looks weird as hell. And I also like that. What's her name? Dinah Lane. JSB. Was it? What's her name? JSB. Janae Smollett Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's the star of it, and um, which I know you love her. And uh, okay. yeah, it was uh, it was a cool looking trailer. And I liked that was a predominantly African-American cast because that's one thing when you think of Lovecraft, who was wildly racist, and (laughs) you don't think of African-Americans. They're never featured in any of his works, in any of the adaptations. So I, I was like instantly intrigued just by that thought alone, let alone all the other creepy images. Yeah, I thought it was a great trailer. I am I I didn't even know it was coming until I watched the trailer and yeah. it made me even more excited because I've been loving the stuff that HBO has been putting out and with HBO Max coming. Um you know, they're just going to go balls to the wall. Uh so yeah, that trailer did it for me. And JJ and Jordan Peele teaming up. Pff, yeah. Any day of the week, please. Any day. 
JJ's got his hands. I mean, whatever amount of money they gave him, he is getting, they're getting their money's worth between this and the shining show. And you know, all the other stuff that he's working on the JL dark. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right. This one, <laughs> this one's crazy. Uh, Nicholas cage, his cast is Joe exotic and, uh, I'm going to say in a live action <laughs> Tiger King <laughs> scripted series. You sent this to me. This is crazy. I I did. And, you know, they've ever, I mean, would, would the Tiger King been as popular if it wasn't for, um, for COVID-19? I don't know. Maybe we're just all that insane right now that that much insanity just entertains us to no end. But um, you know, ever since that hit, people were like, oh, they're going to make a movie. I was like, this should be a Cone Brother movie. And now with Nicolas Cage, you know, attached, it's even, that's just hitting all the right notes. So maybe the Coens will be involved in this TV show, which they should be. Uh, because the minute that the Honest trailer said Coen Brothers, I was like, we're all in the same like, wavelength here. It's like yeah. Carol Baskin feeding people to tigers and stuff. Come on. That's uh, that's wood chipper Fargo style, you know. So they did a Fargo show. Who knows? Maybe this is like the. Maybe it is. Who knows? That makes me more intrigued. Um, but not as intrigued as this next piece of news, which is Mike Flanagan, uh, who just recently directed Doctor Sleep. He's working on the Haunting of Bly House, uh, which is in the same Haunting of Hill House, uh, same guy. Um, and he's going to be turning the Christopher Pike uh, novels into a Netflix series. So, That's my childhood. Did you read those? All, almost all of them. He was oh, I, like every single. Everybody one. loved. Yeah, like everybody liked R.L. Stein. I wasn't really. I didn't read R.L. Stein. I read Christopher Pike books. I was every chance I had, I got it from the library, or you know, or if it was like Walden Books, I was there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean. I definitely read R.L. Stein. I, I probably read most of those, Benicula and the Dummy and all that stuff. And I like the Goosebumps show. I like the Goosebumps movies. Um, but Christopher Pike was the adult version of R.L. Stein, and um, definitely spookier. Definitely, I can remember one in my mind right now about like I want to say like some kid who gets like buried alive or some shit, and then comes back, and their friends are like, "Oh, you're alive." So, anyways, um. Sounds I love that. that. That happened to me last week. Oh. Yeah. Was that where that, and then you woke up with that beard? Um, so. oh, grave growth. That's it. Um, that's funny. Grave growth. All right. <laughs> so that's coming. I'm excited. Mike Flanagan doing horror. Woo. But yeah. <laughs> <Bring> it. <laughs> awesome. You can I can't wait. Waiting for news on that actually, because it's just like Christopher Pike has so much stuff to like tap into. So it's it's been kind of a no brainer that they that they would do it, but they haven't. So here we are. Rock on, rock on. All right, let's uh, jump over to movie news. Uh, First up, uh, Josh Cooley of Toy Story Four fame uh, is set to helm the next Transformers prequel. Uh, I don't know if I want to call these. I always wanted to just call these relaunches of that universe because you know how. (laughs) That divided the fan base, uh, whatever. And some of those movies are better than others, of course. And so, um, and then they made the Bumblebee movie, which 
everybody seemed to really like a lot and uh, really set a course for maybe the future of Hasbro, uh, you know, a shared universe and stuff like that. And we've heard little tit- tidbits from there. But uh, this is the next step in the Transformers uh, franchise. Uh, nothing too much besides that he's going to helmet at this point, right? Well, and it's animated. It is not mm. live action. That's the other big takeaway is that they can work on it right now and awesome. it doesn't, they can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, you know, call Peter Cullen up. He's just at his house. He's in his recording booth. He's, you know, recording a thousand different characters right now, but all of them are Optimus Prime. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> well, whatever. He just won a, uh Oscar for Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 was fantastic. And sure, if he wants to go and do Transformers, fine. I'll, I'll watch it. Absolutely. And another thing that I would watch is this next little bit of news. Uh, Disney's been doing their live action remakes um, for a while now, and most have been pretty damn good. Uh, but this is one that I've been really waiting for news on. I uh, And it's Hercules. And so we've got uh, the Russos are attached since they're in the Disney family. And uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't need to know much more information than that other than, you know, I don't even care who's cast, to be quite honest with you. So, I mean, right now, James Wood sucks ass. He'd still be a good Hades. I mean, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People would hate him. So maybe People it's a like, better casting choice. <laughs> DeVito. DeVito, come back as. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been. There's like an I think there's an online petition for that already. Uh, yeah, before. There's no reason that couldn't happen. Yeah. So yes. So that's it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Someone said like, uh, Colton Hensley. Who's Colton Hensley? Is that is that the main star? Anyway, I'll look it up. Um, <laughs> go on. Next. next Excellent. News. Uh, and speaking of the Russos. Uh, if y'all haven't watched Extraction yet, go do yourself a favor. It's on Netflix. Chris Hemsworth, some of the best fighting scenes I've seen in a while since John Wick, The Raid. And I was very surprised by it. Uh, it's it's a good movie, and it's getting a sequel. Uh, it's already been greenlit at Netflix, and I can't wait. It was uh, I loved it so much. So. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it was very, it was very good. Um, great action uh you know maybe like two seconds where i was like fell asleep but more (laughs) mostly you know they had really sweet ass um fun fun in that movie um hey chris sorry real quick because um we can't stop the news when it comes it comes and uh what is it my friend what is it nev Nev campbell is in talks for scream five yeah, awesome. right now they just announced it. So right. virtual um, talks. I, you know, you like Scream series. I love you. This. Even I watched that Scream show. Series. I love that show. Yeah, you watched it, and I think that was it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, that uh, she might be coming back. I actually, I like one, two, and I love four. I thought it was a very smart job. So I'd be very interested to see what they decide to do with five. Um, Oh, thank you for suggesting this to a friend. Yeah. Anyone else want to suggest to your friends? Come on in. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that, Edwin. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for tuning in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, what's next? Well, apparently Demolition Man 2 is coming. You know, God Sly Stallone is <laughs> he's finishing up all his, you know, like all the old actors seem to be these days, finishing up their franchises and going out, out in a ball <laughs> flaming ball of glory. Um so now that you know Wesley Snipes is out of jail, um He did he did um he's done a dynamic movie. What? I don't remember. <laughs> he did Expendables movie. 14. Yes. And then he yes. also did um did he do that Dolomite movie with Eddie Murphy? He did something else recently, like last year or two. So um Rambo Last Blood was out, remember? Oh, oh you're talking about I oh, you're talking about, about uh, Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Sly's still, he's rocking and rolling. He's still doing stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, I'm still holding out for, uh, like, the new Blade movie to do flashbacks with Wesley Snipes, you know, where they can just um, kind of tie the whole thing together nicely. So we'll see. So bad. But, yeah, Demolition Man 2, whatever. I mean, whatever, like, I'll be there. You already have my money. I love Demolition Man. I love that movie. So... Do it. Do it up. That's it. That's it. Uh, next up, this is this is right up your alley, buddy. Um, I'm not Kate even going to tell you. I can't even say it on air what I texted you when I found this news out. But go on. It would not be safe for work, home, kids. No. <laughs> not for Facebook. Uh, maybe for Twitter. But um, definitely. So Kate Blanchett is apparently in talks for Eli Roth's Borderlands movie. And... Um, for the part of Lilith the Siren. Yeah, I, um, you know, we te- yeah, I texted Jackie too when I found out who uh, writes for Don't Forget a Towel. And she was asking a really good question is if they're going to do it like a scanner darkly, you know, and, and do it like that and have mm. the cell shaded thing or like that love, um, love sex and robots. Do you, do you end up watching that? Only a, I didn't watch all of it. I've watched some of it. You would know the one I'm talking about where it's cell shaded. I mean, it looks insane. I think it won like a bunch of awards for in animation because of how crazy the segment was. But anywho, whatever form you want to present Kate Blanchett to me in, <laughs> in a Borderlands movie, I'm there. <laughs> um, and I think Eli Roth is really, you know, I think he's a little bit of a pretentious dick sometimes, but uh, overall, I'm excited that he is actually behind it because I know he's a geek enough that he plays video games and I know that he's gross enough for the humor and for the gore of that game that he's a good choice. So um, the more news I hear about it, the more I'm excited. And um, Kate Blanchett coming to the movie, though, adds a level of gravitas that I would not have expected from a Borderlands movie. <laughs> so that's that's the real curious yeah. thing is like, what's the other casting going to be in this? Um, that's what has me excited now. Yeah, she's just been penetrating all the levels of geek entertainment, you know, from the top to bottom. That's it. So uh, next up, Louis Lettier is tapped to direct Bright 2. Uh, Bright got 
mixed reviews. I liked it enough. Uh, Oof, I David loved Ayer, it. I liked it enough. Yeah. Um, David Ayer was, uh, you know, he he directed. I think he wrote it, right? So he he directed and wrote the first one. He mm-hmm. still wrote the second one. He's working on um, the Dirty Dozen remake. So his uh, scheduling. And Louis Leterrier just finished up the Dark Crystal show with Netflix. So, and the dude's great. I mean, Transporter, um, the Hulk movie, which people always sleep on that Edward Norton movie. I like that movie. It's sweet action in it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't ever think it needs a. a re- I don't know what people's problem with that movie is. It works. <laughs> I don't. I literally have zero idea. I think they just like don't think about it because of Mark Ruffalo, like. I think that's a great movie. Anyway, um, I'm cool with this. You know, I want to see Bright. I want to see the continuation of that world. I liked that they set up this whole like fantasy realm in the real world. I think it was cool, and I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, awesome. um, can't wait. All right, so let's move over to some gaming news. Uh, first up, Last of Us 2 is got an official release date of June 19th. I think they got pressured because a lot of the game or scenes from the game got leaked uh, from the beginning of the game, which gave away major spoilers. I, knock on wood, have managed to avoid them so far. Um, but I think that put the pressure on them to put out the full game in a timely manner. Um, because at first they said, indefinitely <laughs> delayed and then all of a sudden like three weeks later some disgruntled employee leaked things and they're like oh no 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 it's going on in a, in a month <laughs> so yeah yeah it, it like i said before on the show it's it, it's gonna be if we're still in this kind of like status quo it's gonna be a hard game to swallow but i can't wait and maybe that's it maybe that's the whole reason behind it that you know i think we talked about it like they just they're being cognizant of that fact, <laughs> which I don't blame them. Um, but it's coming out, and I'll play it. Uh, we got our first look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, and you know it looks pretty cool. It's like Vikings versus the English, um, and then it is confirmed that it'll also be coming out for the next gen systems as well. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed in forever. But this one looks particularly cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right up my alley. One of my favorite things in history. Um, and from what I've heard, the the open world is huge. It's just one of the most massive Assassin's Creed open worlds to date. Um, I was, you know, I really wanted to play Odyssey when it came out. I just haven't, yeah. you know, spent the you know spent the money on it yet or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Vikings, I love that whole the whole culture. I love you know, I love I love all that stuff. So I'm really excited to and I think what I really liked about the Assassin's Creed is when they went to the sea, uh with like, you know, first with Assassin's Creed three and then with Black Flag and so on. Um, but now you get to go around in Viking ships, uh yes. and, and then go maybe down into France and stuff, and who knows how expansive they'll get. So um very excited for this and um I'm just gonna have to decide which console I'm gonna buy it on. Well, this is my easier decision. Uh, EA will be letting people upgrade this year's games to run on next gen for free. Um, and I would imagine with a 
huge publisher like EA, if they're doing that, then all the other ones are going to have to follow suit. Like first we heard, you know, cyberpunk was going to get that push. Um, and then some of the other people are, but I think this is really going to be, uh, you know, what it should be. You know, I, I think with the next gen systems coming out this year, still on pace to do it, then you better give us that, that freeness, that upgrade. Yeah. I just think that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And, um, speaking of cyberpunk 2077, we're going to get an update on June 11th, uh, status of the game from CD project red so far, every single thing that I've seen from this game looks absolutely beautiful. I read a thing today. <laughs> Did you read it? Sure. Oh yeah. I'm the, the genital manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> It is so realistic that you can change breast size and package size. size. It's like very in-depth character creation right there. Okay. Maybe more than they have to. That was, you didn't have to do it, but you did it. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's what the entire update's about on June 11th, but stay tuned. (laughs) The two hour presentation, Um, you know, more about that world and getting people hyped because here's the thing guys there's no e3 there's no gamescom like all of the big conventions are over so these guys have to get creative with how they're releasing this information um so here we go uh we've got ubisoft has registered prince of persia 6 i same thing you know that was my reaction it's been a long time the last time what was that game? I don't remember what it was called, but it was the one. It was voiced by Nolan North, and it was cell shaded. And I played the crap out of that game. I loved it, and that's the last Prince of Persia that I played. So I don't. Even, I don't even remember what console I had. I think it was PS3. Yeah, honestly, one I, I played on was probably before that. It might have been like GameCube. Sands of time. <laughs> yeah. Twin those blades or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Those games are super fun. And like, you know, another slept on movie. I like that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I own it. That's how much I liked it. I didn't understand when people didn't like it, but I also pretty much like Jake Gyllenhaal in every single movie I've ever seen him in. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Agreed. Agreed. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. Uh, Vader Immortal, which has been out for the Oculus uh, for a little bit of time now. It came out last year. Um, but it's, it's quite exclusive, exclusive, right? It was. And maybe that's why is that they had a, a hold on the time. But it's coming out for PlayStation VR this summer. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it in chapters like they originally released it or if it's going to be as one big package, which to me would make more sense for like 40 bucks or something. Are they going to change anything? I don't know. It was just one of those May the 4th updates as well. Um, I played the first couple chapters, actually, thanks to this guy who uh, who commented uh, this one. Uh, <laughs> so I'll be excited to play chapter number three. Yeah, and now it's kind of fast-tracked my uh, purchase of a PSVR. Well, now you can get those for reasonable prices. Um, so... Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then, oh, this is actually probably my favorite piece of news in the entire 
thing that we talked about today other than Kate Blanchett. Uh, <laughs> skateboarder Jason Dill has confirmed that there's a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater dropping this year. He was on Twitter talking to someone and he was just like, oh yeah, you know that there's a new Tony Hawk coming out like in 2020, right? He's like, my son's in it and my board's in it. And I was like, what? Everyone was like, Tony Hawk didn't make an announcement. No one made an official announcement. Just this guy had, you know, kind of did it backhandedly. Um, you know, Spoiler alert. well, so there is a new skate game coming out for consoles. Um, and I mm-hmm. can't remember what it's called. Skate Quest or some bullshit. I don't know. It looks like enough to make me want to buy it. Like it looks skate like. Yeah, I wish. It was like the Skate series, which I owned all of them. But Tony Hawk Pro Skater is in the top 10 greatest video games of all time for me, that series. For most of the games, some of them suck. So I got pumped. Cool. Yeah, I I finally remember that game. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see the soundtrack. soundtrack. But I I did like those games. Yeah. You know, the problem with it was... um, a lot of those games came out when I wasn't really that good at video games. So I little disclosure, I, I didn't grow up with video games. So getting into video games was tough for me until probably my late teens. Dude, this uh, so came out was just, 99, 2000. This is all my college. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. good at, at controller stuff, yeah. you know. So it took me a while. And I guess I should probably play a new one when it comes out. Online with me. Uh, and then finally, in gaming news, Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> decides to add Robocop, which means I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I own it, and I'll be waiting for that uh season's pass to go on sale for $5.99 so I can get all of those characters. Spawns go. in it, the Joker, all those so cool, some pretty cool DLC in that game. It's a great game, too. Yeah, I gotta get out. All right. You know what time it is. <gasps> what time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. Just tell people yeah. what this section is. <laughs> I don't I, we I take it for granted, but I feel like we should probably tell them what that is. <laughs> we should. Um so we <laughs> we you know, throughout the years of DFAT and also before DFAT since childhood, we've always for our, been in our into lives, collecting, Chris, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Collecting action figures, hunting them down at stores. And so finally we coined the pursuit of plastic. Um, and so we've incorp- we've tried to incorporate it into a few different things. We had a, its own podcast for a while. Yeah. Uh, and we we did a, I had a column for a while on the on the website. Comic book is, is coming this year. Comic book is coming, but we did um, you know, everything we just kind of use it as either a hashtag or this section of the podcast. Uh, so we talk about toy news uh, and whatnot. So let's let's get into it, yeah. shall we? Uh, so after the release of, not the release, but the pre-order of the Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse hot toy, uh, we see the next figure in the series, and it's Spider-Gwen uh, with a little Spider-Ham. And so these figures are awesome. Uh, they, Of course, they look just like the movie characters uh, from the animated film, and they are meticulously done yep i uh i'm very angry that they are making all of these announcements during uh, a financial crisis <laughs> granted 
they're not really taking payments until next year, which is nice of them. The problem is, is next year is going to suck for my wallet because this Spider Gwen looks so fantastic. I immediately pre-ordered the Miles. I I remember texting you furiously because it wasn't available for pre-order, and then it was, and I bought it. So, uh, sorry, Spider Gwen, I have to get it. And then once the other Peter Parker comes Peter out, Peter B Parker, Peter B, B. Parker, um, Ben Parker will come out. I I'll you know, yeah. It's ridiculous. I need the set. Thank you. Ugh. All right. What's next? Yeah. Well, what's next is the drain oh, on my wall. Oh, Jesus. Um, because for my hot toys, I try to stick to one theme. <laughs> try to. And <laughs> I'm usually pretty successful at it. Um, so I collect Star Wars hot toys. And so we've got a few announcements this week with May the 4th, of course. And so for some reason, um, when when Solo hit, we didn't get the Alderan, Alder, I don't, Alderan Heller, whatever there, his name is escaping yeah, me right that's now. But it. We didn't get, <laughs> that's it. Uh, we didn't get the young Han hot toy. And I, you know, I really liked him in that movie. And I'm debating buying it because I love Han Solo, but I'm still holding out for that Empire long sleeve jacket look. Um, but I, but uh, alas, this is available soon and um, it looks great. It does. Um, I don't know if it comes with the. They showed it with Chewbacca, but it looks like the same Chewbacca from every set. So yeah, I don't. Uh, that yeah. I mean, you get one Chewbacca, you own them all. To be honest with you, I don't think yeah, there's really you many. Brush them. Yeah. So brushy. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, then on May the fourth, we got to look at two vintage, quote unquote, vintage hot toy uh, redos in a way. So. They're making a Bubba Fett based on the on the colors of the old toy, uh, the vintage toy, and it's coming in a window box, which is very different from what Hot Toys usually does. Uh, so you can check that out, and also um, a Vader as well. Do you remember they did do that a long time ago? Because I remember when they made Buffy toys, <laughs> and they had window boxes, and. Um... And then they had those boxes that opened up, you know, like the front was closed, but then you opened it up and you could see the, the figure inside of it. So uh, back in the day. But yeah, you know, that Boba Fett, take my money, take all of my money. I don't own any Boba Fetts yet. I've always wanted to. Um, of course, I am getting the Mandalorian, but it's really hard for me not to go and, and want to pay for my childhood like that. <laughs> <laughs> at that scale it looks insane and the problem is do i want to open it or do i not want to because it's so cool in that box yeah yeah um you know if i didn't already have my boba escaping right. the starlack one yeah. i would probably get it but um you know i'm good on boba fets but this is this is pretty awesome yeah. uh i will say i don't remember those window boxes because it was only a short while ago that you made this addiction possible so <laughs> i just you know what it was because it's buffy specific that i remember this I but yeah sideshow has been doing the sideshow at least has been doing their thing for a while so yeah well that's that's kind of this next thing uh because they did that teaser for the clone wars now the clone wars has ended they showed like the soka troopers um and hopefully we get some um like a new rex i hope maybe an ahsoka those are my two on the wish list. Uh, but 
they did do, you know, those older figures, which are kind of not great. And yeah. I was always hoping for an upgrade because I was like, oh, do I want to spend the money on this Rex? I really want a Hot Toy Rex. But, but let's let's see it, Hot Toys, what you got. Yup, exactly. Yeah, Ahsoka, um, you know, give me the cloak. Give me <laughs> two lightsabers. Give You know, the whole thing. And not the young version. I want her, like, this season version that would be the ideal that'd be awesome yes yes agreed agreed uh so over to little hasbro news uh marvel legends uh, yeah marvel legends um they've been doing the spider-man classic throwback figures they had they started with the x-men once um and they did them all on the card backs from our childhood and now they're doing the spider-man uh the spider-man ones and so uh, the, fi- the fan channels just opened up a pre-order for, I don't want to say vintage, I guess vintage Kingpin with it, with the colors with that are different from the Build-A-Figure that you could get um, not too long ago. It's nice to be able to get a Kingpin figure, but I'm still waiting for my Mezco Kingpin figure. Yeah, I mean, when you made that point, you're right. I Because I almost immediately threw all my money into it because I love that line. Um they didn't have those. I don't remember them having Spider-Man animated series card backs in the 90s, right? I think they were just the normal Toy Biz card backs. I don't, I don't yeah. remember that. So, you know, no, they, they made... Did they? These, 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 these ones that they're putting on here are from, from sometime in the toy lines. Um, okay. So I have to take a look at that. Well, anyway, um, yeah, thirty bucks. That was a big thing at um, yeah at the at Toy Fair this year. It was like we're doing we're doing the throwback card, all that stuff. Um, so I love that they're doing it because it's just not that at was, that, that price was, point. Yeah, I know, not at that price point. Um, all right, what's next? Uh, so the other day, the the Amazon exclusive Black Series figures went up for sale. Um, it was. The carbonized Vader, Han and Carbonite, and then a two-pack of Formal, Forlom and Zuckus. And I was supposed to actually check if those are still available at this point, um, which I will do right now. But they were up for pre-sale the other day. And the minute I knew about them, I went up to get them, and they were gone. <laughs> and I was kind of upset because I was like, oh, man, they sold out already. But then our good friend Rocco uh, hit me up today telling me that they were back online. Thank you, sir. And I was able to um, get both Han and Carbonite and the Darth Vader figure I wanted. So, and they are actually both up for pre-order as we speak still. So, um, for for a December release. Okay, Rocco from the Critical Mass podcast. Thank you very much for that. Heads and up. Star Warriors. And Star Warriors. <laughs> Sweet. Our Star Wars Brotherhood. That's exactly. Um, yeah. That's uh, those, you know, those carbonized figures are cool. I do like them. Uh, I think they're a cool collector's thing. Uh, I I like the one I did. I got the Bubba Fett one in like a green hue box. This Vader one has kind of like yeah. a blue metallic. They also give the metallic look to the figure. Uh, so those are cool. And I, I, I'm glad that they are doing, they're rolling out more and more of these um, uh, 40th, 40th anniversary figures as well on those vintage Kenner card backs. Uh, I'm talking about like the regular release. And also uh, the Forlom and Zuckus have a have the card backs. These two, I think, are in regular boxes. Yeah, they're the uh, quote unquote normal Black Series boxes. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. 
Uh, next up, the Spawn Kickstarter <laughs> is at over $2.5 million. And uh, it does end on Feb- uh, February. Back this is time. the time loop I'm in in um, <laughs> Groundhog Day forever. Um, in on May eighth, so you have two days or less uh, to get on the most successful action figure Kickstarter of all time. Uh, so back it. Uh, he's been putting out more and more little goodies, you know, for the stretch goals, more weapons, uh, more stuff. It just makes me want to order that three pack. I've got the classic on order, yeah. but um, it's you know really, what though, really really tempting. I think he'll. <laughs> I think they're going to offer it afterwards. Now, who knows what the price is going to be like at that point. But, um, yeah, I think that they'll, I think that they'll put it out afterwards for you to buy, but, and maybe they won't have all the exclusive stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know about that either. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I read somewhere where it was not going to be available outside of this, but it wouldn't make much sense either, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe, Maybe. Uh, last up today, guys, this is, um, this is some cool stuff right here. Um, Mattel and Hasbro are both doing kind of, kind of different things in, 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 um, in regards to COVID-19. And so, um, Hasbro is making face shields for our critical workers out there. I think that's a really, really great thing. And, um, it's just, what, what can you do as a company to, help help your fe- fellow human being out there um and what can we do to you know really try to tackle this thing and take it head on and that's that's a really great thing um mattel is making um a frontline workers line of action yeah. figures and a lot of proceeds are going to covid19 relief uh so like you're getting a lot of your nurses and doctor figures um and and whatnot so i think that's great i think that um in this time that the more that things like this are recognized or pushed forward. Uh, it just, you know, we're all in this together and it's, it's, it's like nothing we've ever faced before. And I'm glad that companies are taking a, uh, a solid foot forward and, and doing something great for humanity. Yeah. I thought that this is really special um, of them to do that. And uh, it, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like it, just even from a collectible standpoint, um, it's, it's kind of just a neat thing that they decided to do. And um, yeah, so good, good on both companies, honestly, <laughs> for doing something like that. So it's good. Well, I guess we're ending on a high note. Uh- <laughs> we are. Looks like Bobby Heckman is here. Bobby Heckman is the, is uh Hey, stoink, stoink, my good man. <laughs> Bobby Heckman. Uh awesome. Yeah, we'll get Bobby Heckman on a on a podcast at some point. He's a he's another Star Warrior brother here. But Chris, where can you oh wait, hold on. Bobby Heckman. Where's the Keys and Chris action figure at? Who would want to make them? Matol, Hasbro, Hot Toys. I have my answer. Go Diamond ahead. Select. Diamond Select. <laughs> I want a, a mini mate. Chris Select figure. That's right. Actually, that's a that's a that's a cool idea. Actually, <laughs> should we should we mention a little preview into what we're planning? Maybe. Yeah, of course. All right. So perhaps you know Bobby's kind of pushed this to the forefront now, but uh, we've been talking a little bit about maybe making stretch goals for the comic for the Pursuit of Plastic comic, where we actually do action figures of the comic characters, or maybe 
you the uh the you know the donor contributor backer whatever you want to call yourself so uh you know, look forward to that. Uh, we're looking into some different ideas. So if any of you towelites out there know any companies that uh, do produce, you know, action figures on some kind of uh, level, we would love to hear about that. Oh, Lego Defeat, Defat playset. Oh, man. I mean. The studio. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> the uh, cross-continental studio. Um, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the bridge of our ship in the, in the comic, you know. I would be more than happy with that. Dioramas. If anyone knows a diorama maker who wants to make our, uh, our bridge of our ship. Um, man, I would love to have an action figure of myself, though. I, I had a teenage action figure. At least someone made one at one point, but <laughs> I want my own to hold. Anyway, Bobby Heckman, thank you for the suggestions and, and checking in. Uh, okay, Chris, where can you find us? Uh, we're on a little website called don'tforgetatowel.com. You can find it on something called the internets, uh, mm. where you might have found this show today. <laughs> we were uh, tuning into it. <laughs> yeah, it's a brand new thing that's uh, you know really important <laughs> these days. Um, and also uh, on our socials. Uh, we're all we're all about the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and the Twitters. So find us there. Uh, we have a few different handles: Defatowel, D F A T O W E L, and also don't forget to towel one on Facebook. That's it. Which is where you're watching us anyway. But you might be listening to this. I'm so confused that way. I'm, I'm we're doing both anyway. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in or listening or whatever i mentioned at the top of the podcast uh it's going into phase eight for us at the end of july which is crazy uh that we've been doing it for almost a decade um can't thank you guys enough for tuning in and listening and reading the the articles and all that fun stuff so we appreciate it um i just want to say go out there well stay in there (laughs) (laughs) and read some comics that's right guys stay safe out there and we'll see you next time